Well, praise the Lord, we have our own app. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? And Pastor Coburn tells me that uh, his phone is just blowing up right now with people who are signing up. Thank you for signing up. Stop signing up right now. <laughs> I have a word for you. Uh, and, uh, and I also want to see how many of you may relate to me. Um, I was lost when he said, go to the app store. <laughs> I actually did. I went to the app store and it said, cannot connect to the app. And so what I did is I sat there and act like I was understanding everything he said from that point on. But here's the good news. He does understand. And, and, and I want to just ask you, church, aren't we blessed to have Chuck Coburn? Yeah, what a, what an asset. What a, what a blessing he is. And he has actually helped me uh, with mine. But anyway, I think it's going to be a tool that will really, really help us. And, and will bless this church uh, for the days to come. Now, this morning... I want to talk to you about uh, simple and powerful prayer. And I'm not going to be long because uh, most of you know I'm coming off COVID. I don't have any more symptoms. The health department has released me. But what I'm not over is the fatigue. And so, uh, and, and I'm really battling that. How many of you know what I'm talking about with this? Yeah, yeah. They're, they, uh, I mean, it's a brain fog, fatigue. And so if I grab a chair and sit down in the middle of this message, you'll, you'll understand. But it's going to be real short and it's going to be real simple. But this will make a difference in your prayer life because we're talking about a journey into powerful prayer. And this is a real simple principle taught in the word of God that will make a huge difference in your life, your approach to prayer. So what I want to do is show you a simple way of praying. Now, recently in this series, I shared a message on the subject of prayer and entitled it, It's Complicated. And, and that may seem contradictory, but it's not because prayer can both be simple and it can be complicated. The Bible has a great deal to say about prayer and all different types of prayer and many ways of praying and things that hinder prayer. Uh, there's prayer and supplication and intercession and giving of thanks and making petitions and the prayer of repentance. And then there's all kinds of stuff in the scripture uh, about that which will hinder prayer, uh, that things that are incompatible with prayer. If you have hatred in your heart, you're not going to have a good prayer life. If, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, God will not hear you. If you're harboring sin and you're holding on to sin, God's not going to hear you when you pray. Uh, it, it can be complicated, but here's what I want you to know. And that is that when Jesus taught his followers to pray, he presented prayer to them as a very simple and childlike exercise that would unite them to our heavenly father. Just something so simple, something so easy, uh, not hard at all. And, and so here we are. This is what we're going to look at. Now, I want to get you ready to hear the scripture. So listen up, because this may shock you a little bit. Jesus made it very clear in his teachings on prayer. I'll read it to you in just a moment. He made it very clear 
that there's a wrong way to pray. There's a wrong way to pray. There's a type of praying that we should never engage in. Never. It, it, It is totally ineffective and it does not work. And the sad thing about it is this, is people who don't know the word of God and haven't studied the word of God and, and they don't really listen when they read the word of God, we will get in a habit of praying in a certain way that just does not work. By the way, you know whether your prayer life is working or not today. You should know. I talked to a man in this church the other day and he said, God's answering my prayers every day. Well, amen. That's the way it should be. It should be an ongoing relationship with the Lord where we are talking to him. He's talking to us and our prayers are being answered. So Jesus said there's a wrong way. And in fact, Jesus uses the strongest of language when he deals with this subject. He says, you shall not pray this way. He says, you must not pray this way. And if you look it up, uh, and you can do this on your own later, but if you look it up in the Greek language, um, it, it's an absolute negative. No, not, never. You don't ever do this. Th- this is forbidden. It will destroy your prayer life. It will kill the effectiveness of, of your prayer. And, and so before I read this scripture, I just want to present this to you. Is it possible that sometimes when you and I pray, We ignore the teachings of scripture and we do it our way rather than God's way. We do it the way we want to do it rather than the way the Bible tells us to do it. And we end up with ineffective prayer. I know for a fact that there've been too many times in my own life when that's been the case with me. And I'm just asking you to be open to this. All right, are you ready? Let's read the scriptures. Matthew 6, 5 through 8. Jesus said, and when you pray... You see it? You shall not. Well, that's strong language, isn't it? And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Verse 7, and when you pray, here it is again, do not, man, you shall not, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Verse 8, therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Two things we'll look at very quickly. The first one is this, do not pray to be seen and heard by others. See, that's what the Pharisees did. That's what the hypocrites did. That's what they did. They prayed out in the marketplace. They prayed on the street corners. They would get out there and do these public prayers uh, where they would uh, just sound so spiritual and so godly uh, and, and like they had it all together and people admired them and looked up to them. And Jesus said, don't do that. Now, I don't have any ideas that anybody here today would do that. I can't imagine you'd go uh, and stand out in front of Walmart or somewhere in Crawfordville or Tallahassee and, and, and try to pray some beautiful prayer to be seen 
by others. But I can tell you, you got to be careful because it can happen to us too, a far more subtle. I know when I first became a Christian, uh, young and didn't understand the scriptures and unsure of myself and everything I did, we would have these prayer circles. You remember the prayer circles? 10 people in the room, 15 people in the room. I never did really like this, but then somebody would say, okay, we're going to go around and we're going to pray and we're going to start with you and then we're going to go all the way around the room. Everybody's going to lead in prayer. Uh, I'd, I, I'd rather have that prayer where we just all talk to God. I'm sorry. But anyway, here's what would happen with me. And that is we would start praying and man, the moment we did that, and I didn't like to be in those uh, prayer situations. And the moment we started, I'd be thinking, this, this is what I'd be thinking in just a few moments, I'm going to pray and everybody's going to hear me and I don't want to embarrass myself and I want to say something that sounds good. And, and so I wouldn't listen to what anybody else was praying and I'd just formulate me this prayer. Okay, I got it now. I know what to pray. I know what to say. They're going to be impressed when I pray it. They're going to be impressed when I say it. And then I'd get really ready. And then I kind of, okay, I got this. I can, I can do this. And then right before it gets to me, somebody would pray the same prayer I was getting ready to pray. <laughs> and now I'm in trouble again. Now I got to figure out what to pray. And, and, and I got to tell you that while I believe God understands and he's very sympathetic with us and he understands that there is a legitimate childhood and, and time of growing up, we have to be careful that we do not pray to be seen and heard by others. The desire to pray a prayer that will impress others is forbidden by Jesus. He says, don't do that. And, and Jesus went on to say, if you can do it, if you do do it, if, if you can pull it off, if you can pray a prayer that will wow everybody and impress them, then that's all you got. You don't get any more than that. It doesn't get you anywhere. There's no reward in that. You just get to impress other people by the way you pray. And, 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 and that's it. You, you don't get God. You don't get heaven. You don't get miracles. You don't get the power of God. You don't get divine intervention. That kind of praying does not move heaven down to where you are so that you can see heaven on earth moving on your behalf. You, you see, that's it. That's it. Now, if you're one of those individuals and you don't like to pray publicly, can we, can we have a testimony in the house? How many raise your hand and say, I don't like to pray publicly? Hold your hand up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of those individuals who does not like to pray in public, you don't like to be called on to pray publicly, you're not comfortable with it, you don't feel good about it, good for you. Don't do it. Don't let somebody force you into a mold that you shouldn't be in. Jesus discouraged it. Jesus said, don't do it. Jesus said, don't be like them. They want to be seen by others. Jesus said, when you pray, go into the secret place where God meets people in the secret place. That's where you meet God. Meet with him and spend time with him. And I want to tell you, child of God, by the way, many of us do pray publicly and there's nothing wrong with that, but we still have to be careful that we're not trying to Sound so spiritual and eloquent before others. 
But I can tell you this. If you can get people out of your head, I mean completely out of your head, and you can meet with God. Oh, but as long as you got people and their opinions and what they're thinking and what they're feeling, oh, that doesn't work. That will hinder everything. Now, the second thing I want to share with you today is do not use repetition. Did you see that in verse 7? And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Don't use empty uh, repetition, vain repetition. The, the word in the Greek means uh, tedious words. Don't keep repeating the same thing over and over. I, I know it's very difficult in my own prayer life. I'll, I'll latch on to a phrase and I'll just keep saying it over and over and over. And, and the Bible says, don't do that. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition. For I, 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 we need to see this. For they think they will be heard for their many words. No, friends. Uh, the number of words you use is not going to help you get into the, God's presence. You're not going to be heard just because you use a lot of words. You can keep throwing all the words you want to at God. But that's not what get, gets God's attention. Not at all. Not, not even close. I mean, think about it. If it's, if it's the volume of words, then will 500 words do? And if 500 words won't get you through to God, how about 1,000 words? Will that get you through? How about 5,000 words? How about 10,000 words? Is there some point when you're throwing words at Almighty God that all of a sudden you tip the scales and God says, that's enough? All right, I've heard you now. I, you're going to get your answer. No, friends. That's not what Jesus is saying. What he says is these heathens, they think they will be heard for their many words. We don't want to fall in the trap of thinking that somehow God's going to hear us. Because we're using a lot of words. Try this. Try praying. I'm just asking. By the way, if your prayer life is working and you're like the man who told me in this church the other day, God's answering his prayers every day. Uh, just pray for me and uh, be patient. But if, if your prayer life is not working, try this. Try using less words than you've been using before. Just try to stop using all those words. Don't just keep offering the same thing. Uh, just to drive home this point, Matthew 6, 7 says, um, uh, and I'll give it to you in a number of different translations. It says, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. Isn't that strong language? Pagans babble. Another translation says, do not heap up empty phrases to God. Don't just keep saying the same thing over and over. Another translation says, don't babble like the idolaters. Did you know idolaters pray? Another one says, do not babble repetitiously. And do not keep talking on and on the way ungodly people do. Do not use meaningless repetition. We have to be careful, church. I, I know this may be going against the grain of your practice uh, in prayer for many years, but shouldn't we read the words of Jesus and take them seriously 
and, and if necessary, make some changes in the way we, we pray, it, it, it just adds up to emptiness when we throw too many words in here. Here's a verse you can mark in your Bible. Ecclesiastes 5, 7 says, For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity, just emptiness. Sometimes the more words you use, the less effective it is in a lot of ways. But God is the one you must fear when you pray. Just, just stop talking so much. And, and, and by the way, did you notice in verse 8 where it says, Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need of even before you ask him. Do you know why you don't have to talk so much when you pray? Because there's not a lot you can tell God he doesn't already know. He already knows it all. He knows every detail. He knows every circumstance. He knows the truth. Sometimes we think we know the truth. We don't know the truth. He knows it all. And by the way, God does not want you telling him what you need. One more time. God does not want you telling him what you need. First of all, you don't really know what you need. You just think you know what you need. He wants you trusting him to meet your every need. Where you just put it in his hands. God knows what you have need of before you pray. So listen up. By the way, I'm almost done. If, if we can use an economy of words in prayer, maybe we need to do it when we're preaching. Figured I'd get a big amen out of that one. Listen, the light's going to come on with somebody here right now. Stop trying to educate God. Stop trying to inform God. Stop trying to bring God up to speed on what's going on in your life and in your world. It just doesn't make sense, does it? Why? He already knows. He already knows everything. Do, do you listen sometimes to the way you're praying? I've been doing this. Listen to the way other people pray. Man, man, oh God. Oh God, I just want you to know my whole family's in a mess. Oh God, these politicians are tearing our nation apart. Oh God, these unbelievers, they're coming up with newer perversions every day. Oh God, I just want you to know, God, it's really getting bad down here. It's really, it's really getting out of control. What part of your brain believes that God's going to respond to that prayer by saying to you, oh, thank you so much. I had no earthly idea it was that bad. Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to come right down there and see what I can do about it. It, it, it's ridiculous and it totally ignores what Jesus said. When you pray, you don't do it to be seen of others. You get along with God. And when you get along with God, don't get in this vain repetition of just throwing words at God. You just don't do that. 
you, you, you trust him because he knows what you need even before you ask him. I'm telling you, there's somebody here this morning and God already knows what you need. But you keep talking about it when you should be laying it in his lap and trusting him to take care of it. That's it. I can't tell you how much my prayer life has changed since I lost the burden of explaining things to God. This has been one of the major changes over the last six or eight months in my prayer life. I've lost the burden of explaining things to God and I've lost the burden of telling God how to fix it. In fact, I've come to the point where I'm praying these real short, simple prayers. I'm just casting my cares upon him. That's what it says. Another passage says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. It's not about you figuring it out. It's not about you giving all the details. It's about you casting your cares upon him, laying it before him, and then just trust him. Just see, just see what he does. Just, just watch him do what he does. I, I, I honestly feel like, you, you know I don't do this often, but I feel like I have a prophetic word this morning. I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me early this morning and said, there's somebody in this church and you've got a burden and you've been praying about it for years. But what you haven't done is you haven't laid it upon him and trusted him to take care of it. Before you leave here today, you come to this altar. You put it before the Lord. Just lay it there. You, you see, you see, this kind of praying is more about faith than it is words. It's about faith in a holy God. It's about faith in a faithful God. It's about faith in a God who will do what he said he would do. Jesus said, you don't have to talk all this much. You, you, you don't have to explain to God. You don't have to go through a laundry list. Just lay it before the Lord and just, and just trust him. And by the way, we should be doing this on a daily basis, shouldn't we? When there are fears, when there are anxieties, when there are frustrations, physical problems, financial problems, relationship problems, uh, uh, all kinds of things. When it comes, listen, God meant for it to be this simple. Lord, I have a concern and you are my God and you are faithful. And oh, Lord, I'm giving it to you. And now I'm going to watch you. I'm going to gaze upon you. And I'll see what you do. I'll see what you do. See, that's the way it's supposed to be. Bottom line is just cast your cares upon him. Fix your eyes upon him. Gaze upon him. And see what God does. But by the way, if you're in a conversation, now let's just, this shouldn't be hypothetical. This should be reality. If you're in a conversation with almighty God, I'm just asking you, should you do all the talking? Aren't his words more important than your words? Shouldn't you be listening to him? What do you say, Lord? Speak, Lord. That's what Samuel prayed in the Old Testament. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. I'm listening. Listen, this is one of the reasons the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God in Psalm 46. All right, here it is. When you pray, stop being such a chatterbox. 
just chattering all the way, nonstop. It's hard to talk and listen at the same time. Don't do it. I, if you had an opportunity to, to get before the president of the United States, one-on-one, Republican or Democrat, forget about your political differences, just the office, the man. Would you go in like a chatterbox who has all the answers? Would you just rattle on and on and on and on? I hope not. I wouldn't. I hope you wouldn't. By the way, I know I wouldn't. Now, I've never met with the president, but three times I've had the privilege of meeting with the governors of the state of Florida, Governor Graham, Governor Martinez, and Governor Scott. One-on-one. I've sat in the governor's office and talked with the governor. I've prayed in the governor's office. I've gone to cabinet meetings and prayed with the governor. I've been there and I've done it. And can I tell you that I was nervous? I mean, I, I, I remember one time I was just trembling. I, there, I was in such awe. Who am I to be in the governor's office? Who am I to be sitting across from his desk and carrying a conversation with him? And I didn't go in like a chatterbox. I went in with reverence and respect. Oh, friends, when you and I pray, and I, I hope you'll listen to me, friends. He is not your sidekick. God is not your buddy down the street. He's your God. He is awesome. He is supreme. He, he's the creator of the universe. Go into his presence and realize that there's nothing he can't do. And lay it before him. And then be quiet. And listen. Amazing things happen when you get quiet. I, let me just use an, an illustration that's so dear to my heart. Maybe of all the illustrations I've ever used through the years, this, this one may be the dearest to my heart. Years ago, before the cell phones, uh, I was driving through the state of Georgia and I'd been praying for my father. I was concerned about his spiritual condition and I wanted my dad to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I remember that day I was praying and praying and praying and finally, I just got to a point I didn't know what to pray. And I said, God, just tell me what to do. I, friends, that is a good prayer. I honestly, praying is better when God's telling you what to do than when you're telling him what to do. I said, God, please just tell me what to do. I could take you to the very place in the state of Georgia where it happened to me. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, pull over and call your father. There was a phone booth there. Call your father. And say, I love you. Don't say anything else. Just say, I love you. I pulled over. I went in that phone booth. I miss those old phone booths, don't you? I went in that phone booth. And I put my money in and I called. And my, I got my dad on the phone. I said, Dad, I love you. Now, I'm the youngest of five boys. And we weren't mushy, mushy. And we didn't do that kind of stuff. I said, I love you. And it got real quiet. He said, are you all right? I said, dad, I just need to tell you, I love you. Son, where are you? Dad, I just need to tell you, I love you. He, so help me. He said, you're not about to do something stupid, are you? 
I, so help me. And then I said, no, dad, I've been praying for you. And God told me to call you and say, I love you. And for the first time, my father broke. I could hear it in his voice. And a few days later, I drove back to Wakala County and in his living room, got down on my knees with my father and he took me by the hand and he prayed the sinner's prayer. And then I got to watch him get baptized. What I'm trying to tell you is you've been praying for your son or you've been praying for your finances or you've been praying for a relative or you've been praying for your your physical needs and you're just rattling on and on. What about stopping and getting a word from God? And I want to tell you, friends, one word from God will do more in your child's life than all the solutions you can come up with. Do, do, Do you understand what I'm saying? Just to, just to get before the Lord. Wow. I've got an exercise for you. Talk to God and lose all the memorized verbiage and repetition you've been using for years. Just try it. Try to talk to God and don't use any of the words you've always used. It'll help you. I'm telling you. Talk to God and lose all the memorized verbiage and repetition you've been using for years. Pray using all new words from your heart. Don't use any of those old phrases. Keep your words short. Now, hold on. I didn't say keep the prayer time short. In fact, I honestly believe if you start praying like this, you'll spend more time with God. Don't keep your prayer time short. Your prayer time should be long. Yeah, I think you'll spend more and more time. There'll be times you'll be in a, in a spirit of prayer all day long. Uh, keep your word short, not your prayer time. Cast your cares on him and then gaze upon him and just listen. Would you bow with me, please? Oh, Father, teach us. Teach us how to take this journey. Teach us, Lord. Help us to apply this scripture, not to be seen or heard by others, to get in your presence, to stop using so many words that just don't mean anything. Do what only you can do, Lord. Through us. Take us to a new place in this thing called prayer. Hallelujah.